He read all the fine print. That is crazy. And you happen to be in it, girl. <laughs> Only thing about that statement that is true is the fine part, and that's me. But the print, I don't know what you're talking about. You ain't got no print? No, hey. <laughs> He's printless. Hey. My dumbass friend Johnny B over here. Uh, Twenty three, Michael Jordan. That's my motherfucking cousin J Dot White over here. How y'all boys doing? Doing good. 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 How, are, how are you doing? Look at before you even use my dog. Don't be disrespectful, nigga. We I got, got you. I got you, yeah. man. We got a guest, a special guest in the house. We got a guest yeah. on the Childhood show, friend. Some of y'all yeah. might know him as Mr. Edwards. Yeah. Some of y'all might know him as Matt. Yeah. Where do you know him as? E lyrical. E lyrical. My boy, E lyrical. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing just fine. Yeah. All those names ring a nice bell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good old Eler. Took you back, huh? Uh, sort yeah. Sort of nice. <laughs> he said a little bit. We'd love to sort of go back to, yeah. Yeah. You used to spit that hot fire? Uh, not really. I think I thought I would, and but it kind of... It didn't come off like that? Well, I didn't really try. <laughs> but, uh, he said it was just... Said, looking back at that, I should have wrote some shit down, but these were mostly freestyles. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you've always been creative type, you know? And yeah, I think the the illyrical thing, which was kind of like a joke between friends at the time, actually sort of inspired my only tattoo. Okay. Which okay. I just got an E on my shoulder. That's like fire. I thought it was the beginning of something, right? Like, E, lyrical. Like, this is like the creative Yeah, you about to start Every, going yeah. crazy. I, I've got a... I've got to retire from sports as like a five foot seven, hundred and thirty five pound guy. Yeah, and so I've got the like start the creative part of me, and then um, I I put an E on my arm, and I haven't tattooed anything in the last twenty two years. But, okay, that's the only one you got. I started there, and I yeah, and I, he ended I, there. I think I luck. Well, I think I have another idea for a tattoo, but I uh, I had the discipline to. I tell every kid I have who's like. I wanted this as a tattoo. I was like, well, put on a t-shirt first. <laughs> if you get bored of that t-shirt in a year, then don't get a tattoo, you know? That's, yeah. like, that's, that's a good-ass thought. Try it out. Random. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Oh, they're hating on us. We're on another road. Y'all are God fucking damn, that was up. Real. God damn it. And this too. Give him a round of applause. This is my dog. 
Shout out to E-Lyrical dropping knowledge, boy. Man. That's smart as fuck. Hey, speaking about speaking about our guest here, Matt, uh, a.k.a. Mr. Edwards, dropping knowledge. Um, some of it may be knowledge. Some of it may be, I don't know, I haven't read them. Some of it may be just be entertainment. But I do know one thing, and this man is an author. Mm. And published a, author. He's a published, published author. Did you all see? These two books. One of them is called uh, Ways and Truths and Lives. Uh, and one is called Icarus Flew Around Never here. Flew Never around. Flew Around Here. Yes, sir, I can't. Damn. I'm glad, bro. Hey, hey, <laughs> we're, we're joking right I'm now, right, but these are, pers- <laughs> these are good? prescription, right? I'm good. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, first off. I'm good. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> here, hump. Give them back. Hurry. <laughs> bro, what the? That shit hurt. I got a headache now. Niggas thought it was a game, bro. Uh, no, um, I, was, I was actually just looking for a scapegoat because I'm horrible at reading. I said, I so, so like the first slave. Fuck. He said, I love you. I love you. I thought Icarus was a slave name or something. Yeah, he that you didn't know that book's about you growing up. It's not. It's not. I was a book reading. I have not finished it. Okay. Hey. But I went to a book reading where he read like pieces of it. And I'm not going to lie. I was like, this is dope. Mm-hmm. And when you look at you and then thinking of how you write. It's, it's not who you would expect. No. <laughs> But I like I know you and the cool. To be? Like, cause like, <laughs> like, you, with your chest, like you look like a you look like a school teacher. Like you said, those, Whoa, like the nigga, kids. No, you, I think you look like maybe like half pimp and like half like you, I don't know like professional you, polo player. I don't know what these niggas are talking about. You look like a published author to me. Yeah. My dog, keep it up, boy. Keep it up, yeah. my G. Exactly. I know, like how talented kid. you are, and know how like your drive, like 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 you said, you played in that school game, and the and the students didn't know that you were built like that. But after they watched you get after it, they were like, "Damn, what Mr. Up, Mr. E, yeah. stop calling him Mr. Edwards, call him Mr. E." <laughs> yeah. What up, Mr. Lyrical? So like, <laughs> I want that fire. You gotta uh, drop a, a, a freestyle on them when you're in school, man. class one day, be like, "Look, I want my fucking respect. I'm about to drop some bars. If you fuck with it, let me know. If not, fuck out my class and just kick one." <laughs> Before I, I think I have like an Eminem verse, like ready to go, just in case. So tucked off. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, okay. Off we'll pull see, okay. We'll see if you can tug it out of me. But <laughs> to your point, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like I would hope that yeah, like people like. I guess the, the, the content is surprising regardless of how you see me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the kids don't know that that's coming, I guess. And, right. and what's funny is like I played in this staff versus like, I think it was mostly seniors, but it was like high school basketball player game. Oh, like senior kids. Co-ed. I was like old ass niggas. Yeah. So I was like, supposed to be like a competitive game. And I had this kid come up to me afterwards and go, why did you fall down so much? I go, that's what a 40-year-old looks like when he's working hard. Yeah. That's that's what it is. Uh, Right. They they just don't get it. They don't get it. And we tied, like, we tied them or whatever, which is like a lame final score. But, like, the young kids don't play the right way. Mm Mm-hmm. And the old guys do. And gals do. Mm -hmm. And we just play the right game of basketball. And we're all out of breath and 
Tired as hell. Tired as hell, and her knees hurt. (laughs) She got ice packs waiting for us after the game. But, like, the big insult is, like, that the game was even close. Like, they don't understand, like, if you just, like, play together, play it, like. Everybody wants to do all the teachers dirty, right? I want to be that kid that made Mr. Jones fall. Yeah, so everyone's trying to be the star athlete. They're not even playing like a team. They take turns doing ISO, and Mm -hmm. they suck at it. yeah. 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 So, real quick, what are your books about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Ways and Truths and Lives, mm-hmm. I actually started writing back in like 2012, 2013 when I was coaching football. Okay. And I realized like, hey, I got some stuff in my brain that I'd like to get out. And I'd go home after actually doing summer practice. Like, so it was like a half day and I'd go home and write. Um, it's basically about a guy named James who is like a 29-year-old scared to death to turn 30 and like life gets real. Like I have to become a real adult. Right. And... um He's the type of person which stereotypically a lot of young males are, which they don't want to admit that they are their own problem. They want to blame like external sources, like this is why I haven't arrived yet, and mm-hmm. you know, blaming it's everybody else's fault. It's mm-hmm. everybody else's fault. So that's what part I tried to like. I didn't want like his like ethnicity to like play a big part in the novel, but I kind of researched Irish names and Dahl, D A L L, actually means blind. Okay. And coincidentally, it also means wisdom. Um, but I chose like kind of the, the blind side to be like his last name because he's just like numb to truth. So the book kind of like opens up with him at a church service and he was raised like in a Christian church, but he doesn't believe anymore. But he has this instinct to go to church all the time. But he goes to a different church every Sunday because he doesn't want anyone to get to know him because he doesn't want to like be that guy, like has to like belong. Um, and that's kind of like an introduction to the idea that like, he works at a restaurant and the bartender like dispenses tons of good knowledge that he should listen to. And he has an ex-girlfriend that he mistreated and she dispenses wisdom that he should listen to and mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So he's just like that frustrating person that we either have been, or we know that person in our yep. lives who right. just <clears throat> don't recognize all the truth that's been raining <clears throat> down on them. <clears throat> <laughs> I said, nigga, why are you, your thumb's broken, nigga. Point at the right light skin, nigga. You keep hitting me. It's a, yeah, uh, I said, who, me? What did uh, I do? I, I, can, can, continue, Mr. Yeah, yeah. And it, now it makes sense. He might be was writing about me. Yeah. I was on a crash course to 30. But anyway, yeah. yeah. He said, and they, he just can't blame anybody. He keeps blaming everybody else, yeah, honey. He said, goddamn, they didn't come get me. Coach didn't put me in. Yeah. Exactly. But, uh, but basically, like, like, yeah, that's it's three weeks of his life where it's been going a certain way and he's got to like figure out career moves like he hasn't ever had like a real career mm-hmm. he's just had jobs he works multiple jobs he's got like a love triangle he's got to figure out like what's the right girl for him and uh and then he's just basically got to look himself in the mirror so that's ways and truths and lives three weeks of tumultuous crazy it's kind of like a sex drugs and rock and roll book if you want to like be um, oh, this up. one, the ways and truths. That's that one, huh? That's that one. I thought, th- I honestly thought you were going to say the Icarus never flew around here was going to be the say just just based off the cover. My nigga looks like a cowboy. He said, uh, "You know what time it is? <laughs> you know Come get this long dick." Nah, that's a farmer, my nigga. You yeah. don't know. It looks like he might be holding a rifle. He's holding a fucking garden hoe, nigga. Uh, you don't know. And he's wearing his fucking twine hat. See, and, and that's his- that's what I love about books. Your imagination, your bitch ass farmer. Mine, I'm an outlaw. 
Yeah. You're a hoe, nigga. That's all. Yeah. Continue about it, though. Sorry, no, nigga. Good. I'm out, I'm out here ma- fucking feeding the crops and making food to make thick bitches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, we could have Atlanta strip clubs. <laughs> Stupid. Okay. <laughs> he said Magic City, nigga. <laughs> So Icarus never flew around here. What's that one about? This one is, yeah, I think Johnny's a little bit closer to the truth on this one. But uh, (laughs) if anyone has ever driven between Bend and Burns, Oregon. So it's like if you're traveling through Oregon on Highway 20, different way to go to the coast. There's just like this desolate, desolate desert that like it feels lonely as hell. Mm -hmm. And a long time ago, back probably 20 plus years ago. I was just driving through there, and I thought, it seems like no human has ever touched this landscape ever because it just feels that lonely. You don't see a car for like a half hour. And Damn. so I, I programmed in my brain like back then, like I needed to put a character there one day, and that was like when I was barely starting to think creatively. And so uh, after I started teaching a certain curriculum – it kind of like made me think like, oh, wow, I now have the character to put out there. So Dale is basically a guy who is just totally rural, totally, you know, uneducated past like whatever a rural Oregon high school would give you. And uh, he starts thinking in his mid-50s like, what does this life all add up to? What's the meaning of all this? It doesn't seem like it's adding up to anything. And these are big questions, but he doesn't have, you know, the traditional education to tackle these things. And so he, and he's all alone. Uh, just he and his wife live on this isolated property. So he starts talking to the horizon. And every day while he's working, he just starts asking these big questions. Predictably, if you ask the horizon questions, it's not going to give you the answers you want. Mm-hmm. And so he starts taking things into his own hands. And it kind of turns into a psychological thriller after that, where he kind of descends into madness. He said, read it if you want the rest, nigga. <laughs> yeah. It's got a little bit of what Chambers wants in a book. Yeah. Uh, a little bit, yeah. not not as much sex. But yeah, a, you little, know. a little bit. So I'm not going to be reading he, about no back shots. He's, he's so is it Brokeback Mountainish? Because he'll buy a copy right now. He was actually going to see if you were going to make a no movie guy, about guy. it because he wants the lead role. Yeah, I hope this turns. Chamber, you know, he Chambers, was the extra stunt as body can back only, out, right? Chamber's body can only physically do the splits if there's a dick underneath it. Stupid, stupid, stupid. stupid. <laughs> stupid. stupid. <laughs> when I went to, I did not create any guy on guy scenes. Yeah, for oh, thank you. God. Um, you can practice on some jo- guy on woman scenes. Johnny so said, "Write a book. Write a book about me and my lover. Name me." Hickory. <laughs> Why? Because I'm smoking poles. Smoking poles. Kick it. All right. So when I hold on, I got one more question. How? Because people for the people listening at home or right. listening, not watching. Correct. These aren't like giant books, but they're not like little books. You know what I'm saying? Correct. You can tell they're not like picture books. So how many pages are these? Like how long of a read is this? Ways and Truths and Lives is a little over 200. Okay. Um, it's like three days in his life. So most people that I've talked to uh, that have reported back to me about their reading, say they read it in two or three sittings. Like it goes pretty fast because like you just kind of want to know what happens the next day in his life. Um, so again, depending on your like reading palette, like if most people are like, I'm a couple pages a night. This one tends to go faster than most people would assume. Mm-hmm. It's like a couple of days of reading. 
Uh, Icarus is actually kind of, I didn't do it intentionally, but it falls within like a kind of a niche genre, which is like novella, which is the novella, which is kind of halfway between a short story and a novel. It's kind of hard to define. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, about 120 pages of actual text. Okay. And so it's a quicker read. But ironically, I expected people to kind of take more time with it because it's told um, nonlinear. It's out of order. You kind of have to piece it together. So ah. in my mind, when I was constructing it, I was like, I was hoping people would read a couple pages or a couple chapters a night. They're short vignettes, so like short chapters, mm-hmm. and that you'd kind of sit on it for a night and then like want to come back to it. Don't um, you can't say shit like that. Johnny gets excited. When I say vignette? No, you're going to sit on it for a night. Did you say beignets? <laughs> I thought the key word was hickory. Yeah, smoke dog, uh, hickory over here. No doubt. <laughs> well, that's, that, that's awesome. That's no, a, all jokes aside, uh, I'm I'm personally looking forward to reading them. I would I would love yeah, to. Read I've, I'm a, if you got so, a copy, I want to buy the ways and the truths and lives because that's more of my alley. I need to be you know popping and live, pop pop lagging. Every time I would read a regular book, like you know, my, like my favorite growing up was like the Outsiders because shit was up and uh, up and stuck. Yeah, oh, you know? no, so it's like shit like that would keep me going. That shit made me want to get a butterfly I was, for a switchblade. I, so I was running this. for an audio book, right? I was I was looking. I was like audio book because if if I if it was an audio book, I would have consumed it this week because I just listened to that much audio. Anytime I start reading, I start going bam. You doesn't matter falling, what it is. Doesn't asleep? matter what it is. I start falling asleep. Damn. Um. Just it's I don't 40. know because I gotta because I'm sitting. Right, like I don't sit much unless it's like at the end of the night when what, I'm going. What to, time at night? What time of day are you reading? Like at work, you know what oh, I mean? That, like even then, you feel sleepy? No, 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 no. Because I'm at work and I'm, I'm like, saying, no, I can't sleep on the job. When does but the like, sleepy thing come into effect? I'm just. It's when I'm in like doing like a like like relaxed. Like I'm relaxed. Like if I'm reading for uh, for pleasure, enjoyment. Yeah. How I'm far do you get before you get sleepy? probably about four pages okay well that's okay because well there's a couple things there one i don't have these as ebooks yet because they like cost more money to get like the actors to read the book and all that kind of jazz i think your voice would be perfect for you to do it okay let, how are this nigga gonna do it i will do ways and truths and lies but also i want voice. you that's what i was that's why i said he's got a good voice i like want you to keep voice. it real with the whole group j-dot this nigga's tired all the time because he has an opiate addiction <laughs> I caught this. I caught this nigga smoking an oxy before we started. <laughs> what are you talking about? He's just not enough. Pulling his baby. But to that point, like the whole like, yeah. I, I think that's okay. Like most people avoid. Well, there's a whole lot of things to say here, but basically, we're like reading. The reason it's tiring is actually the evidence brain. that it's good. Like because we can, if you've ever noticed, like you've been dog shit tired. And you sit in front of the TV, and you can watch a like an hour long episode. Yeah, it's because like the lights and like all the stimuli and the flashing quick stuff keeps you awake. It's bad for you. Yeah, yeah. So like, if you only read four pages a night, that's technically good. kind of a good like, thing. That's yeah. like your body saying like I'm tired, 
And it's not that the reading has put you to sleep, like it's a negative on reading. That's how like kids and people associate it. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, the the reading is boring, so it put me to sleep. That must no. be. It's just that it actually takes brain work, and so if you don't have brain power left to read at the end of the night, that just means you worked a full day already. Yeah. That's okay. Um, I have a hard time reading at night too, and I'm an English teacher. I'm a writer. I'm a reader. I want to read as many books as possible in my whole life, and I barely read shit at night because I'm tired as hell. Yeah. And so it's okay. Like, um, luckily right now I'm also taking my master's in creative writing, so I'm trying, not always, but I'm trying to wake up at 4.30 every morning to get to my schoolwork before I go teach school. Yeah, okay. yeah. And I okay. read a lot of times in that time frame. And I find that that's like a better, if I can get myself up, that's a better time to read because like I'm captive audience. I got the coffee going. It's like letting me know like the day is going to start. Mm -hmm. And especially now that the sun's coming up, it's like, oh, it's actually daytime. It's that like yeah. pitch black night. Um, but I, yeah, I would say to people who fall asleep reading, if they're using that as a sign that they should stop reading, that's not true. Just... Switch just it up. Away at it. I can't blame others. For, you know what I mean? That's my problem. Right. But like us as a book producer, why does it cost to do an audiobook? Say you want to do it yourself. What is it just the time that it costs or they actually charge you more to then publish your audiobook? Well, I'm not self-published, so I, I don't know how cheap and easy it is to do by yourself if you're willing to. I did have a colleague who did it by himself. He published through my same publisher, and that's how I met him. But he did the audio part himself, and he just had to get like the right equipment, and you know, he had to read it and read it enough times to get without mistake for yeah. every chapter, and then someone mixed it, and so. I mean, just whatever you're doing, there's like some legwork to it. Yeah. But if I'm going through my publisher <clears throat> and kind of going the professional route, um, it's a couple thousand dollars is what I've been quoted per. Yeah. Like they they basically just go off page count, and then they also do an audition for actors, and so they have people read samples, and then you would select what sounds good and, and based on their it? price because this is not like a flat rate it's like if you accidentally pick the guy who's actually pretty legit and he's got a higher like rate then you might get stuck with you know so you, i've listened to audiobooks and some of them just sound mundane i just i yeah. just want the content in it i don't really care about the voice so how it comes how off. it comes so out that, even that, if you just cram that through like a AI machine or something that would be those people legit, but wasted their money apparently because they probably thought meticulously about what voice they wanted. Yeah. Especially if you're like like listening to a book that's like at all famous or like well produced. Like, yeah. They definitely spent time, energy, and money Bless on that, you. or at least their publishing company did. And so, if all you need is like the dry mechanical, like just give me the words, then. That's probably good information that they need because that's a waste of money. But that's what keeps like a person like me who's like, I've had good reviews. I've had, I've technically had Pulitzer Prize winning people buy my books, but mm -hmm. I've also had very few people buy my books. Like yep. it's a weird mix of like positive and negatives. Um, it's really hard, and even in Boise, who considers itself like an artistic community right. to burst on the scene and be like hey i'm a freaking boise author by the way i'm one of the few who's actually born and raised here most of the famous ones here and i i don't mean to take shots at them because i know all of them personally and i like them mm -hmm. but most of them are from, from here they're from chicago or ohio or mm -hmm. detroit um 
I'm one of the only one of the only ones with published novels who's lived in Boise his whole life. Yep. It, but it's ironically hard to get people to pay attention to that. So it's like it's kind of a, just a weird dynamic where you got to scream sometimes and you got to be like silent sometimes to be humble. But yeah. it's it's a really weird balance. Your book when I went to the book reading for um, Icarus, when you were reading it out loud, like I was like. At some point, I think this book is going to be like a classic. Like it, because I felt like it was so intelligent. Like, especially if you like thinking about it with, I think at the thing you were saying that he was like pondering if he was a believer or not. And just the wordplay that he had in there just had me like, I'm going to go home and read this. Mm. I didn't go home and read this, but that doesn't discredit. (laughs) It doesn't discredit what happened there. Like, I was like, man, if I could just get this on audio or whatever. but I think you have something there. James mentioned, like, brought this dude Russ up multiple times. He's like a famous artist or whatever. But he was dropping SoundCloud songs like every week. Yeah, and nobody listened to his shit for, for five ten years. years. For ten years, yeah. it one it of his songs song. took off, and then everybody went back and read all the other yeah. stuff. And to me, it's like and when now, that falls in the now right, he makes a hundred thousand plus a month off his catalog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and so yeah. it just like goes to show you all the effort and shit that you put in just because it's not paying off now. You know what I'm saying? All it takes is one, one, one classic to for everybody to pay attention. What long? How long did it take you to write each book? Roughly five years a piece. Damn. Jeez. Mostly because, like, Ways and Shoes and Lives, I think I started in the summer of 2012. I honestly lose track of this stuff. But, like, at the time, I was actually coaching football. So mm-hmm. I think I said this before. But it's like I was coaching football, like, 8 to 12, like, workouts, calisthenics, like, little 7-on-7 seven seven kind of stuff. I'd come home. This is before my wife and I had a kid. And I was like... And I originally had this idea because I I went to church with my mom. I like I was raised Christian. I I don't believe anymore. I didn't believe. My mom still is, and uh, she's like, "Oh, my Mother's Day gift. Come to church with me." I was like, "Okay, that's a sweet Mother's Day thing to do." So like, of course, my mind is checked out. Like I yeah. don't care what's being said there, and I and but I like I, there's coffee. Mm-hmm. It tastes good. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> I am glad I'm here because the coffee's free. And then so like I literally like wrote this book off the idea of like like what if you could base a whole story around a person who just went to church for the free coffee? Mm-hmm. And that's how I started it. And I had to obviously like build it bigger than that, because that's not enough to entertain people. But that's like literally the root of the story. And so I was like, Okay, let's go home and start writing this. And I had no idea I was writing a novel. I just like I was interested Getting in Getting the ideas Ooh. out. Yeah, I was like, I want to tell a story. I'd, I'd been growing my... I had mo- written mostly poetry before that, and I'd just getting longer and longer, and I just started writing this, and I was like, I don't know, a couple weeks in, I was like, I think this is going to be a full-blown story. So I tried to figure out who the hell would be the type of person that only goes to church for free coffee, Yeah, and I tried to build the whole novel around that. And so, you know, it'd be a guy who once was a believer, is not now. He has to be, like, somewhere, like, stuck in his life. He doesn't know where he's going. Mm -hmm. Um, He still has some attachment to truth. And, again, I don't – my mom, who's a believer, doesn't – still hasn't read this book because she thinks it'll offend her about her Christianity. Yeah. But it doesn't diss, like, Christian faith at all, really. It just shows that, like – 
for that character, it's not the solution to his problems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, I have three chapters where it's Sunday where he's in church, and I literally tried to, like, recapture uh, pastors that I had sit, sat in on, and I tried to, like, deliver them as authentically as possible. There's no, like, shade being thrown. Mm-hmm. It's just that for him... It, it wasn't doesn't, It doesn't add up to, like, the solution for his life. And so, yeah, so that, that's the kind of thing, like, that book took, like, five years of writing. Icarus, it's hard to, like, map because that's the crazy thing is, like, Ways and Truths and Lives. Before I was done, I had the idea for Icarus, and that was, like, the creative, I don't know if, like, as, like, a lyricist or something, like, you have, like, a project where... You're not quite done with the previous, but you already know what the next one is, and it makes it hard to finish the previous because yeah. your your mind's in two different places. Like you're already committed to the new thing because you know it's going to be better. Because of course, everything you do that's new is better, and so that made it a struggle, honestly, to finish Ways and Truths and Lives because I already had this like game planned. And uh, but yeah, Icarus took like honestly probably six years of total writing. Um, it's shorter, but it took longer. Um, partly because I think I learned a lot and I was like more meticulous about like it, what it had to be and like the structure and who is the influence well, and, and how it had to go. It's and, cool because you said Icarus is like kind of like jumps around, you know, time phrase, time frame wise. So you have to like piece it together. Yeah. But it's cool to see, you know, because the first book wasn't like that. Second one's like that. So it's like you, to see that growth, even just from, I get it's five, six years, but between two projects, yeah. it's just cool to be like, oh, damn. He's, yeah. He doesn't just write every book and, the same. And he said, I, I'm working on my master's. Mm-hmm. Then you you run Boston Marathon? Run Boston And Marathon. you're a teacher? And you're a teacher. Like, what have you not done? But you probably got a wife, huh? <laughs> caught him like he said yep that dude caught me ha huh? shit I, I do have a beautiful lovely talented wife yeah there you go oh, so I, I guess I like the way he described your wife just then oh man. yeah that's awesome. he ain't a dummy she's like great her. that's why I'm here tonight yep yeah. oh 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 little bro the beer's pouring <laughs> oh shit oh that's sweet we'll, we'll be um, alright so gosh when did you uh start uh becoming a runner Cause I knew you as a hooper. Yeah, you uh, knew me as a hooper. Uh, I became a runner honestly because of my wife and her father. She be uh, killing the runners. She was a long distance runner way before I was. Um, when we got married, she was already a runner. Um, she, yeah, I just wasn't into it right away. I was probably like you guys, like if if I ain't chasing a ball or shooting at something like i didn't understand the point like i'm the same way to this day yeah to the in my 20s i was like well crap i guess i'll play indoor soccer and Mm -hmm. i guess i'll play ultimate frisbee uh because it was kind of similar to like soccer in a lot of ways and Mm -hmm. i just had to chase some you know score points chase have a goal right and so when my wife would ask me to like like, let's go for a run, I would be like, how far are you going? She'd be like, I don't know. I'm just going seven. I go, okay, I'll go 2.5 out. <laughs> I'll stop and wait. You come back, and I'll run back. With back, you. So yeah. I do, I do like five is like my maximum. And I, yeah, I, it's just crazy how like your mental uh, viewpoint can shift. I, I, I didn't like running. It just wasn't fun couldn't see the point and now you enjoy it yeah because like 
the trick is being a competitor. If you're a competitor at any phase in your life, and yeah. so that's like why this stuff can be metaphorical. I use it with my students because, like, I know very few of them are going to fucking run a marathon. <laughs> yeah, right. um, so that metaphor is stupid. Like, okay, guys, are you ready to run a marathon? Okay, do your mileage, and you know mm-hmm. that that that's all wasted energy, of course. So, like, metaphorically though, it's just like whatever challenge you're taking. Just realize that, like, a lot of the things that you think are either not of interest or not worth your time can be. And so, like, as a competitor, I just, okay, babe, want to do a race together? Okay, let's do a 5K, let's do a 10K. I did a couple of those short races where without training I could still show up and do okay. Yeah. And, you know, I'd run them. And I wish that the people that passed me didn't pass me. I was like, yeah, yeah. fuck that. Yeah, no. just being the I competitor. I, yeah, I don't want that. There's like a 13 year old one time that was trying to hang with me. I was like, "Fuck Like that's how I caught running too. Like somebody uh, was like, "I'll do your workouts" because I would just go to the uh, school uh, uh, rec center and I would run stairs. And so I'd run them for 30 minutes. I sprint up and walk down, sprint up because I just love stairs. I don't yeah, know why. Yeah, like yeah. it's always like the fight of the climb. And uh, or I'd be shooting for an hour straight. So I'd shoot, run to my ball. As soon as I got my ball, I could dribble back out. And I'm taking people to do the, these workouts, and they're like, "This is a lot, but you need to do what I need to do." And then they put me on the treadmill, and it was. Completely uh, different. Uh, uh, walk, jog, sprint. Mm-hmm. So one minute, one minute, one minute. I, I did it that one time, and then I just built on that and started fucking, uh, <laughs> started to be able to go a mile. Then the same thing, like you said, like then it goes to two yeah, miles. The and I'm like, oh, let me bust a 5K. And after I hit the 5K, I got crazy, like so, into it enough to where I ran a half marathon just like one August morning. I was taking a shower and I was like, you know what? I'm going to run a, I'm going to go for, try to run a half marathon. Damn straight. And that was that was. I that see was you, it. boy. Well, that's what I like about running is like, first of all, running. People don't want to acknowledge this truth because everyone says I fucking hate running, but bipeds, all of us in the room, are actually meant for it. Like humans in our early stage used to be able to corral animals, quadrupeds, because we could like actually out endure them. So like a deer or something like that, we could hunt them. Because you could run run not faster, but farther. Right. And so actually, like, long-distance running is in the nature of every single human. And people want to fight that shit. I'm an alien, though, so (laughs) it's not in me. Of course, of course. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't got no run in me. I've I've been uncomfortable the whole time we've been talking about (laughs) long-distance running. The only time... Am I I sweating? The only time Johnny runs is when his boyfriend's giving him back shots. Speaking of shots, we want to take shots. Shout out! Hey, shout out hey, our sponsor. Hey, 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 we hey, back in here. Hey, y'all shout out pro- to our sponsor. I'm gonna turn this bottle around because I don't want y'all seeing the label. Y'all probably this is a very ready. nice bottle right here. We got us some uh, delectable gold you deliciousness. Get your uh, shot. Huh? Shout out to our sponsor, Mr. Colin Lano. Colin, call, call it. Call, call. Hey, call, for call, all call, your call. all your insurance needs, whether you're here, whether you're in Utah, Washington, whatever, it doesn't matter. If you need some insurance, call Colin because he got call you covered. Weird. That's real talk. All right, y'all, this commercial is brought to you by our sponsor, Lano Insurance, with our boy Colin Lano. On Overland and Orchard, phone mm. number 
six three nine zero four one two for you slow listeners once again two zero eight six three nine zero four one two yes yeah fucking intense and uh, he's not only in idaho he insures everything in oh, oregon utah montana and idaho as well like i just said so make sure you tap in with colin he'll make sure to take care of you guys that boy's everywhere all right oh, it's your boy colin it's good anyway I don't know how long. See, we that's want that to good shit. Running, Think about actually. what kind of insurance he can give you. If he can give you good shit like that, I bet the insurance policies are off the fucking hook. It's stupid. He can probably cover you on all your marathons that you no doubt. run across the nation. But to point, Jay's point, um, like yeah, like the whole idea of just like putting goals out in front of you. Like again, like you get to substitute it with anything. If you don't like running, mm-hmm. sure, humans, I do not. Again, Basketball, technically. But basketball, I mean, basketball is a little hard because you got to, like, wait for somebody to throw on a three-on-three tournament mm-hmm. and, like, or a church Sunday basketball afternoon. R- the r- good thing about running or cycling or swimming or something like that. It's that individual. You, you can, you're not dependent on other humans to, like, be reliable <clears throat> so you can right. make your own goals. But um, the the big point is, yeah, I hated running. In, I was coaching football at Mountain View High School, and I literally told people who were, like, running at the time, I'm never going to fucking run a marathon. I, like, yeah, said yeah, that, yeah. quote, unquote, and now I've run seven. So it's, like, seven. Know, a, yeah. So My like, dog, seven. he ran the Boston hey. Marathon. So of it, course it, he ran marathon, at least seven. A marathon's, like, 26.2 miles, right? Yeah. Two miles. So, like, Holy shit, a, it's just a lesson of just, like, never say never, which is, like, kind of like a good lesson. Never general. say never. You know what you should do? I just thought would be fire. Get your Mar- Boston Marathon time tattooed. We were talking about tattoos earlier. That's fucking I, cool as shit. Well, that can be fire. You know it? We were talking about tattoos. I do know it. I what was it real quick before I don't we know go? The sa- well, it's kind of, like, sucky because, like, the year I ran it, bro. Was, you ran the Boston Marathon. Th- there's no sucky, there's no sucky time. Yeah. Like inside, you, like you being a competitor versus yourself, it's a sucky time. But there's only like probably one percent of the population that was this ever going to do what you're gonna, yeah. you did. So that, like that, that is true. But like, give us the time. It was my slowest marathon. Pull me an for us. Just give it to us. I will. Uh, I will. I'm not shy. I'm just saying. He's that, giving an explanation. Oh shit! Okay, <laughs> I got called out. Um, but it, it is 2017. You can look it up. It was a hot start time. At 10 a.m., which is when the Boston Marathon starts now, it was already 72 degrees. So hot temperatures are not good for runners. So yeah. I ended up getting to like halfway through, and I'm like, fuck, this is going to hurt so bad. I had to back out and just try to enjoy the experience because, yeah. like, the heat, people don't know. Like, I read, like, this book on running. I won't bore you guys, but, like, the most interesting scientific fact is that while you're in an endurance race – you actually spend only about 30% of your energy moving forward, which most people would think that's all of running is, yeah. is like the muscles in your legs. Most of your body, uh, most of your energy is actually spent regulating your body temperature. So that's why like runners want like a pretty cold day. 40 yeah. degrees, is that the temp- 40 degrees is great. And that's uh, why people run in the early mornings and late nights, right? That kind of stuff, yeah. So like, I don't know anything about it. You Me expend, neither. <laughs> you expend so much more energy trying to like... Anyway, so I that that time was like 3.10 in like a couple seconds. Yeah. Whatever. That's actually my slowest 3.10, like three time. hours? Three hours and 10 so minutes. So that's 26 miles. An hour 40 so that's per like, mile? No, less or than not that. per mile, but per per half mile. Yeah, so it's like half marathon. You mean? It's or like, half marathon? Yeah, 
It's like, I mean, I don't know the math. People, someone, the rare listener would call me out, but it's something more like seven minute, 30 second miles kind of thing. Because that, what I showed up to do that day was to run sub three. Yeah. To be my first marathon to break three hours, which I've done in every What was your time again? Then. I'm sorry. Three hours and what? It's like three hours and 10 minutes and then like, I don't know, a handful of seconds or 30 seconds. But it's like 730 pace probably. That's yeah, eight four eight eight forty five is what I got, but I could be I could be. It's got to be yeah. But still, I was shooting for six fifty two pace, which is gets you below three hours. So that's I was running that for the first twelve miles. I was pretty close to like sub three hour pace, and then it just it was so hot, it was unbearable. So I just I cashed it in, which is kind of like a weak move, but it's also like one of those things where you pay so much money to fly across country run the Boston Marathon, you kind of want to enjoy it. So the second half was actually more enjoyable because I waved the white flag because it's like I could, like, say hi to the people at Um, Wellesley and the people at Boston College and all the fans. It's insane because running in general is not fun, and running a marathon is not fun. It's hard work. And the Boston Marathon, and I've also ran Chicago. but um, Chicago's downtown is so fucking pretty. It's, like that it's water, everything. That giant, awesome. that giant fucking mirror sculpture that they have. You know yeah, what I'm talking bean? about? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, the bean. That's what yeah. it is. I, 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 I never know what it is, but I've seen multiple of my friends like take pictures by it. I'm like, nigga, what is that? When I was it's working, awesome. when I was working in, uh, was out there for business or whatever. I went on. I would run at like five thirty in the morning, and I would just be going up and down the city blocks in the financial district. Mm-hmm. It costs so much to be right there that there's not that many homeless people right there. Yeah. But, like, I ran to the bean and went in it, like, on my run. And I ran to Soldier Field and all that type of shit. And it was just, like, beautiful as fuck. Yeah. Um, Chicago's awesome. Yeah. super dope. I got dropped off at, like, the convention center. And I'm like, I'll just walk to my hotel. I underestimated how freaking far it was. And you shouldn't. Like, most marathoners try not to, like, take a step that they don't need to the day before, like just rest everything. And I was like, oh, the convention center on my Google map is pretty close to my hotel. It's a block away. (laughs) And it was like a long walk. I was carrying my bags and I was like hustling. He he didn't realize it was a city block. Yeah. New York city block away. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty far, but yeah, Chicago is beautiful. I, I love that marathon. Again, the weather so much Chicago. I, I lucked out. I got 38 degree temperature. And the wind the night before, I was looking out my hotel window and the trees were bent over sideways. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. yeah. It sucks. And then, you know, Windy City, of yeah. course, you expect it. But you woke up, it was calm. It was great. And the only time I encountered wind was, you don't have to, like, know the course. But basically, in Chicago Marathon, you leave north out of town. You go past Wrigley and all, basically, the kind of, like, hipster white neighborhood area mm-hmm. first. And then you come back through downtown and then you go south through like Chinatown, and then like South Chicago, which is notoriously like the more black part of town. Yeah, I saw a dude just taking a shit. It's just like <laughs> in the middle of Chinatown. Okay, I went too far, and I said I just turned back around. Right. It was like one block, one block. The whole shit was off. This dude was like, like traffic was moving around. This dude, and it was no fucks given. I said, shit, okay, my hotel is back. The anyway, said y'all need to come to Boise. <laughs> like, 
serious. Like, we got a job for you. We got a place for you to stay. Like, but, but yeah, I, I didn't. Luckily, on the marathon day, everyone's on their best behavior. But I didn't see that. But it's beautiful because you get to see the whole city. And I lucked out on weather that day, and so that's. I technically have one time that's faster than that, but that was my fastest time on like a legitimate like course yep. you know because i had to do some runs during the pandemic and that's kind of hard to like a register but yeah you have to wear a mask when you ran during the pandemic oh hell no i was about to say fuck that i'm unsign me up <laughs> some bullshit well we i mean yeah they tried to so i play city league basketball right oh, yeah. i've been playing in the boise city league for since i was 19 i'm 32 so 13 years Bruh. how many how many fights you been in Oh, none, but I've been t- oh, really? I've been thrown out of two games by okay. refs and teched up at least 15 times. And The Boise City League is like a fight waiting to happen when oh, I've yeah. been in it, but go ahead. But, well, yeah, and that's the thing is, you know, I'm not a little guy, so I'm sure people aren't going to be like trying to fight the big, you know, the big guy. Not saying you're little, but you're not my size. So. I'm, I'm little. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But um, where was I going with City League? Where were we talking right before that? Come on, what were we talking about? Damn. I'm sorry at home. Chicago y'all. Marathon, Black Part of Town, <laughs> yeah. South Chicago. Uh, I don't know where Jay I was, was going. Saying, like, guys it had something don't to belong in this. Uh, you said a nigga was come to Boise, the <laughs> taking a shit. I, I said, come, I said, come on, come to Boise, I know. Thirteen, you were talking thirteen years in the um, Boise City, Boise City League. Bruh, I'm over. I don't know. That shot got me. I'm cut off. <laughs> Colin, what the fuck did you do to that bottle? God damn. I, I feel good. I do feel good. Pour some water on me, cousin. Yeah. I'm hot. I'm dying. You, you probably fucked up like the no, grandparents the lately. Was I was just saying. Nigga, like them scams <laughs> with the AI and shit. But no, oh you like, damn. Billy. They got Billy. Bruh, that shit that you sent me is absolutely what. Like, I'm. Do that to my parents or my grandparents. They go, I'm fighting you. I'm fighting you and I'm fucking you up. Yeah. Your life is ruined nigga, fucking with mine. There was just an article about this nigga who used to work for Google and he's considered like the godfather of AI and he's out here warning people like, you don't understand how dangerous this can be. It, it was already hard to fucking tell it's, fucking uh, scams apart from actual call they'll call you and be like hey somebody try to access your uh bank account we just need the last four of your social yeah <laughs> they're like boop 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 and, and when you if you're pit, 70 you know you're not thinking like oh my god you just think like who's trying to steal my shit and the stories that they would say is it would be like the son is like i'm i'm in jail Mm-hmm. Or you know what I mean? I'm I need you to bail out some jail money. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, you know, grandparents will do that. Leave them motherfucking books up. <laughs> so, fuck it up, fuck it up, fuck it up. We don't know what to do. <laughs> Uh, oh Colin, Colin, Colin. The Icarus got a little wet. Have you heard anything about the AI scams, Matt? I I haven't heard much about Bruh, AI so scams. you have you heard of Chat GPT or I, GTP which is a GP, GP Chat GPT 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 I believe it is yeah as an English teacher uh, you probably had to send a couple papers back huh I've caught a few yeah um, 
That's wild. Well, we, like, were, we talked about that, not to cut you off. He said, when we were talking about chat GPT, he said, what the fuck, teachers? Let your kids use chat GPT to write, do their homework. Yeah, <laughs> he called that. it. Niggas were out here using so it. So just like, obviously, I didn't. I dropped out of high school and shit like that. But like fucking... Uh, if I was one of them niggas back in the day, the kids or ki- these kids these days, and and I had access to Chat GTP and shit, I'd for sure be finessing teachers. And then even if they tried to catch me because I'm just silver tongued as fuck, I'd I'd fucking convince them I wrote that shit. You know what I'm saying? So I think I think if I was around, look at him. He's looking at him as like a fucking idiot. If that shit was look around, at this fucking idiot <laughs> thinking that, he's about to outjug the no, system, if, boy. If, if that shit was around, I'll get back, you in if, just a second. Go oh, ahead. Go ahead. If that shit was around. Well, no, I'm, I'm, I, I know you catch him. I'm just saying if that. Shit was around back in the day with my teachers I would, I would but how I would, though We're, he's trying to hear the example I want to hear no, too no, uh, I'll give well first of all when I was a sophomore I wasn't yet like an, an academic or that honest or hard working so I probably would have too mm-hmm. I would have tried it Yeah. here's the problem with like you saying I'm going to be silver tongue and I'm going to like finesse this teacher yeah they'd use how you if, talk against the writing if you get well I'm if you got a teacher who doesn't read much, then you're probably going to be able to do that. Get yeah. it by. The thing about AI right now is that it cannot yet, and it fucking pains me because it probably will figure it out. A hundred percent. Not yet can it like emulate human thought. So like the I've caught at least a half dozen kids trying to use uh, chat. GPT this yeah, yeah. year. That's a tongue twister. Say that yeah, two times. Fuck. fuck. But what it produces is a very bland synthetic voice because all it's doing right now, because the chief, uh, the IA AI doesn't know how uh, to actually like create its own thoughts yet. All it's doing is mining data faster than you can. Yep. Right. Right. So right, all right. it's doing is funneling. It's just basically like a spark notes kind of thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. but fast. Mm-hmm. And, and a little bit synthesized. But, you know, I told the students today, literally in my class, because they're about ready to turn a research essay, and I was like, if you're stressed out about the due date, that's what's caused a lot of people to go AI, and here's why you shouldn't do it. One, it's been easy to catch because they've already produced AI detectors. Two, the schools are using them. Well, like, they're just online. Okay, so, yeah. he could, he could download it on his computer if you want. No, no, you, you just have to Google AI detector, and, mm-hmm. like, tons of sites pop up. There's already tons of people trying to help. And so our English department had, like, this moment of crisis meeting. Yeah. Should we make everyone do hard, like, handwritten drafts now? And, you know, people are freaked out, and I was, like, a little bit more chill. But basically when people use it, which I've caught, it produces this uh, very bland style of writing. It's very processed, synthetic, mm-hmm. um, void of human emotion. I was going to say emotionless. Yeah. Yeah. And so they don't get that, like, right? They're just like, oh, this looks good. This sounds mm-hmm. good. They read it, all the shit that, like, oh, this is a fact. That's a fact. That's yeah. a fact. And they don't understand that an English teacher, at least one that actually reads their stuff, which I always do, I know you already. Oh, I, know yeah. it. I, know, <laughs> I know how you think. And it's unlike any other subject, and no offense to history teachers, math teachers, science teachers, but if most of the writing or most of the work that I have them turn in is writing, I've learned so much about how their brain works and how they think and who they are already mm-hmm. at this point in the year that if they try to turn in something that's like, 
By the way, the Lord of the Flies comments on the British futile system. You know, <laughs> yeah, you're like, like Connor. This ain't you. Yeah, that is you see one hot shot in this whole entire Listen paragraph. Here, God, bullshit. <laughs> so when I told the kids, uh, and I literally told them today, it's like it produces a style of writing that is something that no high school student does, which is simultaneously bland and grammar. F- Error free, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it won't produce grammar errors, right? It's going to be tight, like commas and periods, right? Right. So like that's something that no one does. If you have like a bland voice, you commit tons of errors. One hundred percent. And if you don't commit errors, you have this like vibrant, charismatic voice, and they don't understand that. I already know that, and so it's, it's easy for you to see. It's been pretty easy. I read something, I was like this. Smells fishy. I copy it. Like some I bad type pussy. Up, I type up. <laughs> I type up. I type up an AI detector, which there's lots of them now, and I just paste it into the thing, and I hit, you know, compute, mm. and it will tell me. And I just had a kid the other day. Seventeen percent human generated. They'll like calculate how much of the text was human generated, and I don't. That's know, crazy. I don't know how accurate it is, but it's accurate enough. Like seventeen is pretty fucking far from you actually doing doing anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you said you wrote your fucking name on this <laughs> in the date. God damn. So I tell kids, I'm going to use the same software, and you write it until it says ninety eight percent human generated. And so when you take somebody that actually really did it and drop it in that. Um, that AI fucking counterfeiter thing. Does it say ninety eight percent human? Yeah. Wow. I do. I do a test because the, the obviously the software isn't like perfect yet. Yeah. Um, on either side of the equation, and so yeah, to to balance myself, I always take someone who I know did the right thing. I copy and paste, see what it looks like. It's always ninety percent, ninety eight percent or higher. Like what the like what the fuck happened to just turning in your homework on floppy disks? <laughs> on floppy disk? Who did that? Mm-hmm. Nigga, you did it? Floppy? No, my, never my floppy. shit never was computerized. Not once. You're younger than us, and floppy disks are older than both. Jay yeah, and I. yeah. So you had to put it in a floppy disk? Yeah, yeah. We used to have to be like, yeah, well, here's my homework on, on a floppy disk. Floppy? Like on a big? F- no, a little floppy that you just oh, insert. A little hard yeah, disk ones little... like the one in New Jack City where they guess. Yeah, <laughs> you know, all the fucking IBM. Like, like, hey, 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 right. Stack of burning shit, Pookie. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, no. uh, <laughs> But yeah, floppy. They'd be like, oh, just put it on this. And it's like, nigga, I don't even have a computer at home. Damn. What the fuck do you, hey, mean you know how many times I done said, hey, put it on the floppy. <laughs> put it on the floppy. That's why. I wish they had, I wish they had to. On like for real though, like that shit. Like okay, the teacher just said he's out here testing your homework. I can't imagine. Yeah. Like, I that's can't wild. Imagine. That's I'm glad. I'm glad. Kids in this okay. generation. All right, without going like too far into like names and stuff, but like, how does that play out? Are you like? Nice try, Ricky. Uh, just see me after class, or do you like go? Look what we have here. <laughs> we got somebody trying to cheat, right? <laughs> or like you just? Yeah. Uh, this year, because it's like it's new. It happened like halfway through, so it's like the the crazy thing about being a teacher these days is like kids are the, fucking idiots. Well, that's true. That's <laughs> yeah. Definitely true. Um, yeah, but also admin 
like the people who are in charge of like quote unquote prosecuting these kids, like getting them in trouble, they have so much to deal with and they're kind of slow on the draw. And I mean, basically this, uh, this year I think AI is a wash because okay. like we don't have like a policy set in stand. That's the problem. It's mm-hmm. like, cause for every other thing you're supposed to have, like if they do this, you know, a equals B. Yeah. You know, but, we don't have that yet this year because this all happened this, after like, we already yeah. started school year. And we started in August. We didn't know what chat GPT <laughs> shit right. was, right. right? So we have to think of this stuff on the fly. So to answer your question quickly, you know, this year I treat it like cheating, but I, I sometimes I don't tell the parents because that's another step that I have to do. You know, I don't link the assistant principal in. Cause that's another step I have to do. You know, sometimes I just tell the kid like, Hey, this is AI. I can tell. Redo it. Go. Yeah. Let's go. And sometimes I just cut out the middleman and I cut out the discipline. Um, mostly just for time and efficiency and like just quality of life. There's a motherfucking poltergeist in this room. <laughs> just, he did. I just, I was watching him talk. He didn't hit it. He didn't do nothing. So I don't know why they fall in. Yeah, it's just gravity and luck. And so anyway. speaking of that, explain gravity. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> 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 He's a teacher. How does this shit work? If I memorized <laughs> when I learned it originally, I think it's like 6.7 pounds or anyway, so there's something. I think that number's key. For so, gravity? Yeah, based on your, you have to factor it to your mass, but it's I think it's 6.7, blah, blah, blah. Speaking of six mass. pounds, y'all hear about that boy, Mike Williams, letting off six pounds of pressure five oh times? Oh, my gosh. What? <laughs> you didn't hear oh, about Mike? Mikey Williams. You yeah. know who Mikey Williams is? Yeah, he's that little, he's that little basketball phenom. <laughs> nigga, for like 20 years, it seems like this nigga's been about to be the best nigga coming out yeah, of high school. Yeah, it's crazy, because that nigga's not even 20 years old. For the longest, this nigga's been, they've been talking about since he was like 13 years old. Yeah, bright ass future, and this nigga is out here pulling John Morant's. So, story has it, dumbass niggas. Story has it, he's so nigga has like a top prospect going in out of high school, right? Mm-hmm. Committed to Memphis nigga to go play with Penny Hardaway. Twelve, bro. Nil deals out the out the Wuha. Like he been on. Uh, the pivot podcast saying, or uh, I am athlete. One of the two saying he was on. Yeah. And pod- he was, he was like, I'm trying no, to be a billionaire man. by the time I'm 30, you know, and he's 18. So being a billionaire by in 12 years, that's, you know, yeah. if you're moving right, this is doable. And, uh, apparently had a get together at his house. People showed up that he didn't want there, asked him to leave. Obviously an argument broke out, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Well, they go to drive off and, Rumor has it, because, you know, I ain't trying to bring a black man down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He let off five shots at the whip as they pulled off. So it wasn't in danger. Like, he wasn't danger for his life or anything. And that nigga's pled guilty the other day, like yesterday. He pled 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 not guilty. Oh, not guilty. Okay, okay. Like, yesterday or the day before. And, uh, yeah, could be faced. If he's charged, if he's found guilty for all five charges, 28 years is what he's facing. Oh my gosh! How did they? How did they find out? I mean, like, how? Did, who had his crew was like Mikey? Somebody, shot yeah. I'm, well, I'm okay. So he's from San Diego. Yeah, nice. When city I heard San Diego. Diego, I'm thinking nice city. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. So what the fuck's going on? 
Yeah. Well, I'm sure, like I said, he's got NIL money. I'm pretty sure he already lives by himself. Yep. So he's having people over there let shots off thinking, well, I'm Mikey Williams. I'll just say that I, whatever the case is. Mm Mm-hmm. Probably in a nice neighborhood, and it was like, there's just five shots rang off, blah, blah, blah. Cops show up, obviously. But who dro- who was like, it's Mikey. I don't World know. Star. Look at Mikey out here. I don't but, know. Uh, damn. But apparently, I saw a story that nigga's dad was going through the same thing out of high school. It was like a top, top ball player out of Sweetwater High. Ended up in did a prison. That, did like that nine sounds, years or some that shit. That sounds like a name from a motherfucking movie. Where'd you go? I went over sweet to Sweetwater sweet High. And then, <laughs> hey, that's for the basketball movie, now prison movie. Where'd you do your time? I did my time up in Sweetwater. <laughs> hey, now it's just a small, small town love movie. Where'd you and Betty Sue first fall in love? Betty Sue. Down, down south, down in Sweetwater. <laughs> he said Betty Sue. I can't stand him. What yeah. do you guys think? Is that wild? Like, obviously it's wild, but like, I'm hurting. How, how sad is that? It's sad. Like, I'm so You already hurting. made it. You made, you're like a millionaire already. You have Puma deals. Yeah. You're a high schooler. And now you just threw away possibly your future. Trying to be hard. For what? You heard about that? Everybody, all these young little niggas are always trying to be hard these days. You were not a dick, my nigga. It's cool to be soft and chill. So and just kick back and be love. You don't got to be hard all the time. So you heard about the John Morant thing? Him pulling the strip, the gun I in the did, strip club? I did, yeah. So it's kind of like the same thing, but just of a high school player who's a top prospect committed to fun. Memphis. And yeah, but like if he's found guilty, he's going to go sit down for at least a double digit number. Yeah, bro's an idiot, dog. So, like, all, yeah, uh. I I agree that he's an idiot, but I just feel like it's like a part of a bigger conversation. It's like, why do people of any background, mostly mm-hmm. little young niggas, like, <clears throat> why do, why do they like ruin opportunities before they even get them? Before they even get them, because it's viewed out as being cool, bro. It's almost part of the culture, which is sad. But, it, but again, like backtracking that, like really, like uh, like deconstructing that. Why is that cool? Rappers, mm-hmm. and rappers, then just trying to like work that backwards, because like, I mean, I think that's the sad stuff. Is like a lot of times people who are in disadvantaged situations, regardless of all the variables, race, economics, whatever, geography. Mm -hmm. It's like, why do you do the thing that looks so obviously bad to all the rest of us? Right, and you think it's not. Yeah, and and in the moment, those people obviously don't think it's dumb. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes it's just simple machismo pride. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's bigger than that, right? You know, or it's more complex than that. And so I don't know this situation exactly, but I mean, I think it's good evidence of like conversations that people need to have, which is like, especially people, and I'll just speak for myself, especially people in the white community who like don't understand behaviors of people in, in, in other communities. And it's easy to like chastise or label yep. or make mm-hmm. things a black and white issue and no pun intended there, but I mean like a, uh, a binary yeah, 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 yeah. issue, right, right, yeah, yeah. like it's a right or wrong, right. and uh, you know people don't understand nuance, and they don't want to mm-hmm. because understanding nuance means you have to actually think, and mm-hmm. you have to meet new people, right. and you have to understand, and uh, you know, for, for lack of 
you know anything other out you know other other explanation than that it just requires more work yeah and i think people are especially in today's polarized world like much more comfortable sticking with not doing the work exactly mm-hmm. like these people whatever that may be for you are this way because i think so and just like keeping them in these compartments because mm-hmm. if you it's uncomfortable to stretch your brain bro just like why people yeah. that are lazy don't work out because they get sore and it's hard and it's not easy in order to reshape the way you perceive something or the way you view someone or a society or life or yourself or anything, yeah. it's like hard mental work, bro. And people don't like to do that because it's so much easier to fall in line with what, one, you've already been mentally primed with, with what you're intaking, but then in order to analyze your thoughts, because most people, like it is, you don't have to be super intelligent to do it. Most people are capable of doing it. It's just they don't think about it. That's right. why, like, you know what I'm saying? They just go with, whatever the easiest like natural thought process is just like along the lines of like just say something crazy happens in your life you could like choose to like try to find the message in it or find a positive or this and that but most people because we're humans we're imperfect so if something catastrophic happens in your life you think of it your first reaction is negative right yeah something happens you lose like you know what i'm saying like some money or something or this and that you can either look at it as like oh that's negative or you can realize, oh, what's this telling me? Or should I have not done this? Or did I lose it because this? And just all kinds of other stuff, depending on how far you want to go down the rabbit hole. But yeah, I, I agree It was like, it was probably five seconds of his life that it was in the moment. He probably people felt cool. Gassing fucking him up, up, like all that house, stuff. Like, Get like, these niggas out your crib. Yeah, like, you know, he's fuck, fuck, knowing damn well. He's not even meaning to hit him. Yeah. He just had the burner on him and he wanted, he wanted to push it past the point of like, well, now I have it. Because like, Jaw was just showing this shit and he's like, well, I'm going to let it off. Yeah. And he let it off and next you know now he's over here because because niggas also view unfortunately you see a little young black kid he's an athlete he's of athletic stature probably has a couple tattoos already even oh, though yeah, he's young. He's and he just and he just fits this like this unfortunate stereotype that we look at as like damn that's sad but that generation looks like it is cool you know what I'm saying? Like he, really, really cool. And and he's gassing himself up. And on top of that, he probably... How untouchable you think this kid feels? This nigga's been on the TV man and, since he was since 13. He was in, on, and at 13 years old in interviews, talking about like, yeah, I'm going to the NBA. And like, you know, most kids say that as a dream. When you look at this kid's face, like he was serious. Like, oh, I'm going to the NBA. Like he's been hearing that since he was a kid. He fully believes it. And that's good and all. Yeah. But like to a point, you start getting the wrong influences around a kid with that kind of ego and that kind of like invincibility complex. Is he 17 or 18? 18. He, he just, just turned, turned 18. Just turned, yeah. just turned 18. Legal. All them niggas going to be fucking you in prison, nigga. You a baller, Did not they? a banger, nigga. Jesus Hopefully they weren't protection. Hey, 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 I don't know where this all went down. And hopefully that nigga wouldn't want to go speaking. It just ran this going back to the left. But we were talking about Chicago earlier. I was watching the interview of Rico Reckless, nigga. And I guess over in Chicago, the thing is, niggas in prison, nigga, they will knock you out, stone cold out, and then they will rip your drawers down and spit in your ass, nigga. Hey, look, Google what it. What are you doing on your social media? Stop. You know what I mean? Like, why are you even finding out that fact? That's not I, I would have been like, bleep. He said, like, that's not my social media. I Googled it. 
Nah, nigga, it's just, I, I, was, I was watching, it was like a DJ Vlad interview or something. Yeah, yeah. He, he said, no, that's spitting, yo. Nah, but, well, but think about what? that. Like, it sounds like, no, it sounds hella crazy, but that's some shit they really do, because you know how it is, like. How did you know? I mean, yeah, you been to prison? Because a, a valid nigga on an actual interview that goes on national TV isn't going to say some shit like that. Because that, that's not true. Rico, that sounds like a clip. It sounds like something you would be saying hey, to be outrageous. Hey, but, Rico Reckless is legit. Who is Rico you know, Reckless? I don't know. I don't know. Who he is. I, don't know. I just didn't know. I'm, you were, I'm obviously just, assuming that he did eight years in the penal system, nah, he's, and he's, so he's, that he's, he knows he's, that he's, you know maybe him or just, friends that he knew he's just, were he's knocking stupid. fools out. He had all the things left to do. You grab that cheek. I grab that nah, cheek. He's just a Chicago dude, but but uh, it's, it's a real. He's, he's saying it. He's like no bullshit. He's like it's a thing. Like if you get caught slipping or whatever the whatever the situation is, if you catch your fate or whatever, and and you. In the wrong or whatever this and that dudes basically just bust your cheeks open and stick <laughs> hey, 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 I'm not even playing this nigga said multiple niggas will line up and just spin your ass and then after that like you're just known as a bitch like niggas are gonna take that shit if they want I okay if, if somebody told me that they spent an afternoon spitting in dudes ass everybody in the situation is wrong as fuck everybody's wrong I'm not dapping any of these niggas besides the nigga that got his ass spit yeah, he was asleep. Yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, he was alone, but anybody, and then anybody that tells the story, Man. no, hey, you go tell that. Hey, you go tell that to them, motherfucker. You go tell that to them niggas locked up in Chicago, nigga. That shit is fucking it's, yeah, comedy. It's, uh, I spent the afternoon. We spitting, but bullshit. yeah. But anyway, <laughs> to get back on track, yeah. it, it, it's sad, and it's, <laughs> it's something that needs to like change. Like why, yeah. why, like. Why would you spit in an asshole? Right. No, nigga. Why would you get money and then start acting tough? You know what I'm saying? Like, why didn't you catch this charge before you had money? I'm throwing a house party and I'm a millionaire. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I might just spend a thou while to get a security team. Right. You could pay two people five hundred dollars to do all that stuff at right. your San Diego house, not to like downplay this like it's that easy because there's so many things that are that are in that. Mm-hmm. You know, like. My thing is like, why does why are people holding guns? Right, like Nigga, you're I'm, a basketball player. Why I'm you got a gun? Year old and I'm, I'm a just not. Year, I'm even, not it doesn't matter what basketball house, level like, I am. I'm not, I'm never gonna be carrying a gun. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Regardless, it's if it's, it'd be different if you were a security guard, nigga. Yeah, 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 you yeah. Carry a gun. You're yeah. a basketball player. What the fuck do you like, need a gun for? It's that that part where everybody has to carry a gun. There's certain people that probably do have to carry a gun. Mm-hmm. When I think of San Diego and I think that I'd be throwing a house on my own, the people that I'm around, that's not a carry the gun type of situation. Right? Like, even if 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 gun violence happened to me, it'd be fucked up, right? But at least I'm not going to prison because I have a gun. Mm -hmm. The story would be tragic. These people came to my party. We got them to leave. They shot at me. Right. Well, that's tragic. Yeah. But not them driving off. I have a gun. Make the situation go from worse. already shitty to now. Escalated. Every person that was depending on him to blow up to be who he was going to be. That's gone. And the funny mm-hmm. thing is when he did that, you know, he had to been feeling hard. But any nigga who's actually hard, like 
Bro, it's, it's laughing at you. That's a bitch-ass nigga thing to do. You're literally shooting at a nigga's car as they're driving off when, like, they didn't even let shots I go at him. I can't hear you. What'd you say? They didn't even let shots go at him. Like, this nigga's letting shots off at a car as they drive off, and he's feeling like that's some tough guy shit when that's not. That's, that's bitch-ass right, nigga right, shit. Right, right. Well, well yeah, that's... It's crazy. It's just crazy because... I'm going to start calling I, 100% Mikey. has to do with people around him, you know? I'm sure, yeah, like... Facts. His mentality's fucked up and blah, blah, blah. But, like, if you grow up in that environment or you surround yourself with people that try to, like, gas you up on that shit, you know, it's like. He probably got a bunch of street niggas around him hanging out with him now at his own crib and this and that. He's a blood like Chris Brown now. Hey, that nigga, that nigga pays his membership fee. Hey, you know, that nigga has a, that nigga has the premium membership to the Fruittown Pyrus, and he's, and, he, and he's caught up on all of his payments. Nigga, he can claim. He can claim. Quick question. You guys got any questions for Mr. Edwards over here? But I got, you know what? I got one question, and this is going to be a familiar question for all those who stay tuned in regularly as we continue getting more interviews on. How'd you feel? How'd you feel being on the podcast, man? I know it probably smells a little weird in here. Sometimes it smells like sex. Sometimes it smells like Lysol. I don't know. But kids, dude, bro. Outside of that, how was your experience on the Random Realness podcast, man? It's been fun. Yeah. I mean, it's been relaxed and it's been kind of the kind of, well, I hope what you guys are trying to tap into, these are the conversations that we wish we had if we just like had time in our lives to access these things, like both the, the kind of cool blend of regular life, but digging deeper than that yeah. right? having guess, intelligent conversation hopefully yeah, we've yeah. got that general consensus from a couple of people asking i i personally dig it a lot i get i i think the last guy that was on here um shout out to the jeremiah he says the last uh, guy like we had 29 <laughs> guests or something you're guest number two you're number two in the whole number one in our hearts yeah 200 he had told us he said man this is and he we've also known him i know you and j-dot go way back this is my first time me and chain meeting you uh, i believe and it's been a pleasure um, but he said, man, I feel like it, you know, this is some shit that if there wasn't cameras and we weren't just trying to talk about actual stuff, we would just keep do the same shit on a reaction or on an, in a natural reaction. If it was like a Tuesday or we just got done having drinks and we went back to the house to hang out or something like that. And that's kind of the feel we want because we're not like all like super professional and shit. That's just not our shit. You know what I'm saying? We're just, I take here. my job. Prof- <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I take the shit. I clock in and I clock I'm out. Yeah, yeah, I'm just joking. I'm fucking <laughs> with you guys. That nigga's gonna send us all a 1099 at the end of the year. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Shit, what you about gotta, you, you Jada? Watch out! Yeah, you got any questions for e- e- lyrical? Uh, I don't. I don't got any more when questions. Mix, I feel like he answered. I got questions, but I think Matt, like, uh, just knowing you over the years, it's like you're just. Your determination, you you worked hard as a kid. I know earlier in the podcast, you were like, oh, when I was a sophomore, I didn't work hard. It's like, you tried to be the best 5'7 person you could be. You know what I mean? Like, in basketball and everything, football. Like, I mean, this dude picked up football, what, in junior high or high school? Like, High school? I, I My first season was a sophomore in high school. Yeah. Sophomore, that was the first time we played football, and he turned it turned it up. Really? Then he was a coach outside of that. Like, I mean, and he wasn't just coaching, like, a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. he was really X and O's. And if you ever talk to him about sports, he technically knows what's going on out there mm-hmm. and how the matchups and stuff. But then 
writing two books, running uh, the Marathons. Boston Marathon, like keep going. You're you're a legit, you're you're a fascinating person. You have a lot of depth to you. And I know this podcast, like, he was talking a lot, but that's literally because we were soaking up game, I felt. like mm-hmm. 100%. I'm sitting here just in like, awe. I'm like, damn, I'm going to continue to grind because I know that I can try to achieve more. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm so glad that you came on. And Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, a- I'm actually going to take up long distance running. So I- I'm glad that. I have that effect on you. I'm stupid. I do have one question. Yeah. Where can we find your books? You can luckily find my books in lots of places. If you follow me on Instagram mm. at Matt, um, Matt Edwards author, you got to throw some underscores in there. But if you just we'll, we'll it, put it on the we'll have yeah. you in the description so up you below. Can, you can get on my website, which is mattedwardsauthor.com. Mm-hmm. Um, if people like to support local businesses, which is totally legit. Um, Rediscovered Books is a great place. They're both in downtown Boise and in Caldwell. They have both books. Um, Dope. A new startup, which is building its brick-and-mortar store as we speak in Meridian, is the Pearl House Collective. Okay. Which is a really cool independent bookstore. Um, I've got one of the copies at Barnes & Noble, if you go down Milwaukee. Um, If you go up to McCall... Barn Owl and Gifts and sorry, I have butchered the name. Of the <laughs> he said it's at that bookshop. There's, there's quite a bit of places. If you go out to, if you're in Cuna, um, I've got a colleague who actually belongs to the same publisher as I do. Okay. Um, who Cuna Book Habits has a new bookstore, brand new bookstore in town that's like just totally exploding because that town did not have a bookstore before now. Most um, of the niggas that live there can't read. That doesn't keep them from buying books. That's, that's the important thing. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if they can open up the cover, just as long as they can find out the But there's lots of places. But yeah, the biggest things is uh, the most common uh, people purchasing in town um, who support local stuff is uh, Rediscovered Books downtown on uh, 8th and Idaho, and otherwise, the best thing for a local artist of any kind. Film, music, uh, visual art, author is to hit up their local websites because that way they get the most cut. So, okay. yeah, Matt Edwards author.com Matt Edwards author.com You heard of people go to Matt Edwards author.com go get both copies of his books and read them shits. It doesn't matter if it takes you three nights, doesn't matter if it takes you three months, just read them because I'm telling you the man's sitting Yeah, it doesn't matter if it takes you three months or three years. <laughs> I, I finish some shit, better, some, yeah. some good if, knowledge if you to the, give. If you need the audio, just call me and I'll read it to you. <clears throat> no, I, he said, he said <laughs> lay down, I got you. So. <laughs> They'll be like, what's happening? I'm like, yeah, Matt's coming over, he's going to finish reading me a couple chapters. <laughs> said, why are you putting your nightie on? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm from the grilling. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jay, are you comfortable? Okay, chapter one. Here we go. Well, I want to say thank you for coming on the show it's been Most dope definitely. having you um obviously you know we we like supporting local like talking to our friends interviewing our friends this is all new to us yep. second interview so i want to thank you for that appreciate you helping us take the steps that we need to keep growing and you know keep going yeah so i want to thank you if you're watching or listening at home i want to thank you make sure you tune in this is episode 23 you know, we halfway there. Yeah. Almost halfway there on the year, boys. Yeah. So make sure you keep commenting, liking, subscribing, sharing, all that shit, because it helps us out a bunch. I'm your host, Chain. Yep. 
This is my dog, J. White, the Fire Guy. My other dog, it's your boy Johnny B. You know what it is. And our guest, Matt Edwards, right here. Okay. Lyrical, lyrical, lyrical. We, <laughs> we appreciate y'all. Make sure you uh, tune in next week and this week. Fuck it. Love y'all. We out.